the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club's super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's, I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Matt Compton, all he had to do will say, I'll talk to you tomorrow, we'll make an appointment, and I will help you the best way I can, and if I can't help you, I'll try to find you help. Uh, I could sit here all day long and tell you people that I'm a badass from New York, and I'm afraid of no man. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's why my show is so much better than Matt's show. And Matt doesn't want to admit it because I don't think Matt is being a man right now. New Yorkers know the truth. And I reason. I say nothing but the truth and so help me God.
I want to talk that Matt has made a point. time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire humid little humid also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the Facebook, on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And, of course, you can also go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. And hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online and Tomorrow Radio. And I am not alone, my friends. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love, and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, there he is, our very own Texas Mike. Yeehaw. Ah, how is your meme? Is she back uh, safely in Texas? Yep, she. She flew on Monday. Yep. She flew on Monday to head back home. Um, had to go to Orlando and then Orlando to Dallas, but she's home safe and sound. My sister's back in college in Rhode Island and life is good. Just a little bit hectic, but that's the way I like it. Oh, you like it hectic, huh? You're a busy man. You're a man about town. Yes. You are what we would call, uh, Texas Mike, always on the go. Yes. Yes. What are you doing when you're always on the go? Uh, I hope nothing illicit. <laughs> no. Oh, that was a mischievous laugh. Give us the update. You've got the two ladies. Has one of them uh, uh, become uh, the owner of your heart? Not yet. It's an odd way of putting it. I know. It's just what came to mind. Not not yet. So, still in progress. Still in progress. All right. Is, is one of them in the lead to become your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, girlfriend? 
<laughs> I was looking for something else, but yeah, yeah. One has a slight weed over the other, but and what what is it that gives her the edge, Texas Mike? You don't have to identify which one, but what is it that gives that one the edge? Although maybe you should, because then maybe the other one would, uh, you know, step it up a little bit uh, as these women vie for your affections. That's for me to. That's for me to know and you to find out at a later well, time. I was, I was trying to find out, but uh, you won't tell me. I understand, Texas Mike. You are nothing if not a gentleman, as I, as are uh, many uh, folks from uh, Texas. Well, very good. All right. Everything else is good? Yes. Yeah, all right. You got the NHDI shirt going there? Yeah. And and who is that on your uh, shirt? There's a name on your shirt, and it does not say Texas Mike. Um, this is from one of the spring shows we had there. Probably three or four years ago, I did not go to this, go to this show, but I think my mom did. Um, every spring we have a you have a comedy show up there, and one year I couldn't make it, and um, Chris DeStefano, and he was not he was not good that night. I heard. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, welcome. Uh, it is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Of course, uh, I do want to remind you, Matt Connerton Unleashed and WMNH, we are proudly sponsored by The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street in the uh, in the tower there. I can actually wave. I'm waving. Uh, they won't see me. There is a slight delay, but that's okay. I can say that I waved. And uh, they do have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. They have wine. They have trivia night every Thursday night. But today is Friday, which means tonight. What is tonight, Texas Mike? Grant Lampton. Grant Lampton, yes. He uh, he goes into the phone booth as Mike Sutterth, and he comes out holding a guitar and is transformed into Grant Lampton. And he performs live at the Hop Knot every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. He does uh, come here on Tuesday afternoons as Mike Sutterth for his weekly uh, Freakonomics, or I'm sorry, Tweakonomics, right, Freakonomics is trademarked, Tweakonomics uh, segment. But on Friday nights, he's Grant Lampton at the Hop Knot. They also have another Gender Blender event uh, coming up this weekend. Lots of great things going on there. Delicious food, great family that owns and operates yeah, it. Yeah, I had the Hop Knot nachos before the show. Oh, did you? Right before the show today? Yep. Oh, very good. Very good. Were they very good? Very good? Yes, we were. Of and course. Ha- and paired it with a nice pineapple pineapple cider. Pineapple cider. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, it is. That doesn't sound so good to me. I mean, it is from the hop knot, so I don't want to, to pour mouth it. But I have to tell you, I'm not a fan of pineapple. I find it. Do you know that there's people who put pineapple on their pizza? I'm one of those. Well, no offense, but you're a freak, okay? That's disgusting. How dare you? And sometimes I have it in an omelet. Oh, my... What? Yes, yes, we have a... Okay, you're officially a crazy person. Just so you know. And I am the arbiter of deciding who is crazy. Uh, What were you going to say? Finish your thought. I'm already disgusted and feel like vomiting, so you might as well finish uh, explaining. It's a... It's a... Hawaiian omelet, ham and pineapple inside an omelet. Ham and pineapple inside an omelet. Um, well, we don't have a bucket here I can pull up, so I'm just going to kind of swallow that back down. Uh, it burns my throat, but <clears throat> I'll get through it. Maybe I just need a sip of water here. That uh, sounds horrifying. You, uh, you like that, huh? Yes, I do. Uh, Nemi Jones is in the chat room. She says, okay, that sounds not okay. Hmm. 
And she says, Godspeed. Uh, Mike Palapita also uh, expressing his displeasure with your food choices in the uh, chat room. And I got to meet Mike this week, uh, last weekend. He was having breakfast over at Frank Horse. Uh, what was he having? I assume it was not uh, some weird uh, pineapple and ham omelet thing. I don't. I don't know what he. I, I don't know what what he had, but I got to say hello to him and whoever he was having breakfast with. Yes. Yep. So. Well, very nice. Yeah, I met Mike for the first time uh, in person at uh, at the Hopknot when we did. Uh, boy, time goes so fast. Was it a, was it a couple months ago now, or five six weeks ago when we did our live remote from the Hopknot across the street? And uh, Mike, of course, from Queen City Cabinetry, another one of our amazing sponsors here at WMNH ninety five point three in the historic Sunbeam Mall, named after General Sunbeam, the greatest military mind since sliced bread. And uh, you can bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Uh, let me give the uh, numbers, uh, 603-250-6007. If you would like to join us, 603-250-6007. You can also uh, text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. But the best thing to do, and of course you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do is give us a call at uh, 603-250-6007. Let's see. We will uh, momentarily say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat, but we do have a poll question up uh, that I want uh, everyone to know about on the uh, mattconnerton.com website. MattConnerton.com, if you go to the Unleashed page. I want to get back, and you know, we did this for a while, and I want to uh, get back into the habit of doing this because I think it's a useful tool for interaction with the program. Uh, the the uh, poll question today, and what we'll do is we'll allow these to continue to tabulate over the weekend, and then we will uh, visit the results on Tuesday of next week. Uh, Monday is a holiday, but we'll be here. We'll be back on Tuesday. And the question is this. I'll, I'll read this to you, and then I, I would encourage you to vote. Uh, I did share it out on social media, but you can also go to mattconnerton.com and go to the Unleashed page. It's near the bottom. Uh, the poll question is this. And uh, did you vote in this yet, by the way, Texas Mike? I have not. Okay, well, we can get your, uh, we can get your answer live in real time. Uh, what is Crazy Joe most likely to accomplish? And here are the choices. There are five choices in this uh, poll question. A, retaining a lawyer to sue arrogant media for, as he calls it, copyright infrision and definition of character. B, hiring a tech to help broadcast his imaginary radio show, the Crazy Joe show that he's always talking about that doesn't exist. C, landing a record deal for his band, Mailbox Dog. That's what I played at the beginning of the show, although I played a special remix of it, as you might have noticed. There were some additional vocals. Uh, D, becoming Patrick Melton's co-host on a podcast called Nobody Likes Onions that Crazy Joe was making a play for. Or E, none of these, give it up, loser. Uh, which one of those uh, uh, options appeals to you, uh, uh, Texas Mike? I'm going to go with e, none of these. He, he, he does not have his stuff together and whatnot, and that band is like 20, 25 years old. Oh, 25 years old? You're being generous. Really, I am? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I was thinking like 1986. Okay. 
So uh, to to say they're only 25 uh, years in the past, that's uh, that's that's being kind. I would say uh, Texas Mike. Wow, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I mean, it's 2021, so what was 86? I'm terrible at math. Uh, that's, uh, what, uh, 30, uh, 35 years, about 35 years in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they would have been a big hit. I could imagine them in 1986, maybe, uh, opening for rat or uh Dawkin, you know, one of the, one of the big bands, but, uh, we should mention, so that song <laughs> heaven's door and the accompanying video, uh, our friend, uh, uh, Dirk Don of arrogant media, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing yet because I saw it. I, I, I watched like the first 10 minutes of the video that Dirk made because uh, we were getting ready to come on the air. And um, <laughs> Nemi says, option F, uh, prison bid. Um, we, uh, <laughs> we, um, I was getting ready to come on the air, so I'll, I'll watch the rest of it afterward. But Dirk uh, does a review of the video. And by the way, it came out in 2012. The uh, video of uh, For Heaven's Door uh, by the band Mailbox Dog. Funny enough, I actually like the name Mailbox Dog. I think that's a, a good name for a band. But, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of a play on, you know, the, the old uh, idea that, you know, the, the mailman goes to deliver the mail and the dog, for whatever reason, attacks the mailman. I don't know if that ever actually happens, but seems like when I was growing up, that was a thing. That people believed happen. Anyway, happens. Um, so there you go. Uh, so that is the poll question. Please vote in the poll, mattconnerton.com, and go to the Unleashed page. And um, just a, a quick update for everybody, uh, because there is news, and if you're sick of hearing about Crazy Joe, shut it off, come back in five minutes. We won't spend the whole show on it, I promise. But yes, uh, last night was pretty eventful. Um, Crazy Joe has earned himself yet another Facebook uh, Facebook suspension, which means on the Crazy Joe Show Facebook page, when he is suspended, he can still write posts, but he cannot live stream any videos. Uh, we think we know uh, what might be uh, what might have been the offending uh, words that he used uh, in the videos uh, last night. So instead, today. He posted a couple of uh, videos. He was a more subdued Joe. Uh, I would say a defeated Joe, a downtrodden Joe. He posted a couple of videos uh, discussing how he is attempting to hire an attorney. And he was very specific. He wants the lawyer that he retains to work pro bono because uh, he doesn't have any money. Um, and uh, But he's he wants uh, someone to represent him in a uh, like a civil rights case. He feels that his his civil rights have been violated uh, by the Facebook censoring him. Uh, he will often, when he talks about this in his videos, he will compare himself to our former president, Donald John Trump, who has also been censored. I mean, in reality, these are private companies and they can do whatever they want. It's not a First Amendment issue at all. Uh, they are perfectly free uh, to proceed as they wish. But, uh, you know, and, and make decisions about what content is allowable and not allowable and so on and so forth. But, you know, Crazy Joe, he puts himself in the same category as Donald Trump in that regard and is attempting to hire a lawyer. So anyone listening, if you are an attorney and you're interested in working uh, pro bono for Crazy Joe uh, out in New York City, I would suggest uh, getting in touch with him 
He uh, he feels that he is censored. Uh, you know, Texas Mike, as we discussed yesterday when Joe called in, he is uh, what I think we could call an oppressed white man. You know, he's he's the 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 the, the white man who he turns on his television and he sees people of color on his television and it really freaks him out. And he and he's an oppressed white male. Poor guy. Uh, we have a call, so let's uh, we'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hello, who's this? Good afternoon. Oh, is this Charles? Um, this is Charles Richardson. Charles Richardson of the Charles Richardson Show. How are you, my friend? Yes. I. Uh, you know what? I'm very sad. Yes? Very, 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 very sad. And um, I want to take everybody... Um, I, I want to kind of dedicate a moment of silence to crazy Joe's career. Really? Because it's been such a long upstanding and positive career that I think we should all, you know, you know, bow our heads and remember who he really is. So if everybody could just go ahead and give us a moment of silence for crazy Joe's career. They come here <laughs> to gang up on me. Wow. I am so kidding on that. I am so kidding. Well, um, yes. I, I, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to go ahead and, and make a ruse out of that. But uh, oh, yes, I did. Quite all right. Quite all right. Uh, <laughs> I actually received a call on my studio line with a voice recording at 424 a.m. this morning. Really? From an anonymous number. Gee. I wonder who that could be. Mm. So, unfortunately, since it's anonymous, it didn't actually record the message. Oh. So, I I went ahead and messaged, you know, um, Scumbucket Joe, that, hey, you tried to leave a message on my machine. Why don't you tell me what it is? Because I didn't get it. By the way, I also do know a lawyer who will go ahead and represent Joe Sonny Bono. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, pro, you said pro bono. No, pro he, bono. he wants to do Sonny Bono. So, oh. I, I, never mind, he, he ain't going to be able to do that. Yeah, Sonny Bono's but, dead, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen, you know what he could do? Is he could take all of that ancient equipment that looks like, it, it really looks like it could be on American Pickers. Mm-hmm. You know, they had those two guys come in, and it's like, you know, hoarding out electronic equipment. Half that stuff's outdated. There's wires everywhere. And he complains about you in your studio <laughs> looking like a, you know, a, a homeless shelter or something like that. I know. I, thinking, I, I, I noticed that in one of his videos. We have a very nice uh, facility here at WMNH, actually. We're very fortunate. In fact, for anyone watching online, I can give you the wide view. And uh, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's pretty cool, but he was like t- calling it the Salvation Army or something. But you know what's going on there, Charles? He's obviously jealous because we're in an actual radio studio and an actual radio station, and he's in a room that mm-hmm. looks like the, the you know a flea market with uh, uh, you know, cassette recorders and all this. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 all it is. Cassette yeah. recorders, reel to reel. You see one lonely laptop that had a mound of dust on it, like it's <laughs> never been used in ten years. Yes, and and it's like, oh, and I love how he goes ahead and says, "Oh, oh anybody with technical ability can do a show. Any any blankety blank can do a show." So I'm I'm like, it's really so. 
what that makes you was something worse than a blankety blank. I, you know, he, he right. derogatory term for whatever, whoever can go do a podcast or broadcast. It's like, well, then you're just, a, you're, you're just that bunch of an idiot. Yeah. That much of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. Well, but anyway, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm still holding on to what I promised. I will not mention him on my page mm-hmm. or my show. Mm-hmm. That includes tonight. And if he does try to call in, if he does try to call in, it's going to be quick. There's going to be a lot of, um, there'll be a lot of final words from me. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. He may be looking to call in uh, because, after all, he is now once again banned from live streaming on the Facebook. And he only has three subscribers to his YouTube channel. So he's, uh, you know, I guess he's hoping that somebody happens to stumble upon his YouTube videos and says, oh, I'm a lawyer. I'll, uh, by the way, Ryan LeMay in the Facebook live chat. Hi, Ryan, says, good timing. Just finished up my online law degree from DeVry University. So now you all, all you got to do is uh, is uh, pass the bar, Ryan, and you can represent uh, Crazy Joe, uh, Sonny Bono style. Yeah, there you go, pro bono. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, after you go ahead and represent Crazy Joe, um, how long after you're going to sue Crazy Joe for all the fun money he owes you after right. he wins? Oh, or is right. he going to win? Yes, yes. He might do uh, what Trump did to Giuliani and just uh, not pay. Yeah, just yeah, just don't pay. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, this, that's, the, that's the thing. I think you need to put some collateral down there, Joe. Like, uh, how about let's go ahead and uh, – Gather up all the <laughs> 20-year-old mixers that you have there collectively that you need to run. You know, maybe that would be a good 10 or 15 bucks. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Let's hawk, you know, you actually have a decent mic. Let's hawk that for 200 bucks. I, I, I think you could go ahead and get a decent play. And then all of that, you go ahead and go before a judge. Uh-huh. And I think the judge will probably ask for another 100 bucks just so he can go ahead and Slam the gavel down and laugh at you because you're such an idiot. Yeah, I don't know if he could even hawk that microphone, though, because uh, we don't know if the mic actually works. It's never plugged in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. so all right, so just 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 the style of it. <laughs> assume it does work. Yes, yes. Well, you know, you, know, you can't assume that. Never mind, never mind. Just, right. just everything there doesn't work. Right. Which, by the way, you heard him test music on there, right? <laughs> yes, yes, the, I did. The, the audio is such crap. And he thinks, oh, this is so so great. It's the best thing ever. But yeah, yeah. really, we, we, now now you know. Now I can officially say that I was wrong in regards that he doesn't have any talent right. because he has no ears. Mm-hmm. Because anybody with ears and a right mind would know that's absolute garbage. Yeah. So it, it's it's again. What what does he do? Bow, bow bow our heads down to Crazy Joe's lack of career. Yeah, the thing is though, every time we think he has burned his last bridge and this is the end of the road, I can't quite get on board with saying the end of his career because he somehow finds a way to uh, to to continue to create content. Uh, you know, oh, in a in a sense. No, no, Matt, you're misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. his live videos is not his career. That's a hobby. Remember, it's the Crazy Joe Video Chronicles. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Remember, it's not his career. His career never had a career. Yeah. It was over before it even started. Yeah. That's why it didn't really last long with the moment of silence, because there's not really much of a career to talk about. That's true. 
So remember, as his videos, not to impress anybody, he doesn't care about fans. He doesn't care about pleasing anybody, which means he's going to have no support. Nobody's going to know he exists. He's going to play to a one-man band. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I do and, think he's uh, he certainly has peaked. I think we can say that. Yep. He's he's so, peaked. I thought I'd go ahead and um, you know <laughs> hang my hat. Congratulations to Joe. Another 30-day suspension or whatever the hell it is. Like, we, we, we've kind of lost count. 30 days and, in um, the hole. That's what they give you now. Yeah, hopefully Bon Voyage for good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I've always said, though, Charles, you've heard me say it. If there were a nuclear war, the two things that would be left are cockroaches and Crazy Joe trying to get the Crazy Joe show off the ground. Don't forget Twinkies. Twinkies would survive. Okay, well, then you'd have something to eat to keep him going while yeah. he uh, tries to find a yeah, technician. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. (laughs) <laughs> take care have a good one all right thank you charles appreciate it nope bye bye all right that was charles richardson from the charles richardson show and he actually does have uh real equipment and a real uh, studio setup and goes live with an actual show every wednesday and friday night so he'll be on tonight uh he's on 7 to 9 p.m Online, of course, you can go to uh, his Facebook page, the Charles Richardson Show Facebook page, uh, as well as uh, various other sites uh, and affiliates, including IPM Nation, of course. I don't get to watch the Friday show live because I will be here, uh, of course, uh, Friday nights from 7.30 to 10 p.m. here at WMNH 95.3. I am one of the co-hosts on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Uh, last Friday, of course, Paul... Paul did the show, but he did it by himself because I, I think he wanted to be alone for that. It was a tribute to his dad who just passed away. Uh, but uh, so it'll be nice to see Paul uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, and, and it'll be a normal show. I think the theme this week, because every week there's a theme on uh, Retro Spectrum Radio, and the theme this week will be night music. So I wonder if, uh, I wonder if we'll hear some uh, Don't You Know What the Night Can Do by uh, Steve Winwood. But um, anyway, or maybe some night fever by the Bee Gees, but it'll be night music tonight on Retrospectrum Radio live from 7.30 to 10 p.m. with Paulie C. will be in the captain's chair. And then I go over to the news desk and our friend Dan Randlett is on the couch and DJ Steve is usually in the chair uh, hanging out with the giant cardboard Peter Whitehead over there in the corner. So there you go. Um, so that will be fun. So we look forward to that. Um I uh 
the other thing I wanted to do, well, let me give the numbers again. 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And there's the Facebook live chat, but best thing to do, give us a call, 603-250-6007. I would like to, because I've not done a dramatic reading in a while, and I've never done this. This was actually Jenny's suggestion. She mentioned this earlier, and I think it's a great idea. The um, This won't, uh, won't take up a lot of time, but the uh, Facebook posts that Joe made last night after receiving his brand new Facebook uh, suspension, he's, he can still post, but he can't stream. I would like to uh, not read these to you, but rather perform them in the form of <clears throat> a dramatic reading. Because I don't do a crazy Joe impression, uh, but I do like to do dramatic readings of things. And I've never done a dramatic reading of Crazy Joe's Facebook posts. And it's been a while since I've done a dramatic reading. So here we go. This will be my first time ever doing a dramatic reading of Crazy Joe. <clears throat> Hold on. They report me? Well, I just reported them and Adam, and he will pay for his hatred of me because two can play the same game, and he will know this will not go on with these cowards who hide behind social media. As a matter of fact, he wants to make this personal? Then we shall see because now I'm going to make some phone calls. I've uploaded a video on my social media page, which I will not say which one. However, this is against Adam of Arrogant Media for his hatred and harassment of me and my human rights. Hopefully I will hear back from someone about this cowardly behavior that he has done. Wow, Facecrap got it wrong about my video. I won and I can't do a live stream? Facecrap does not play nice. They're evil. I'm so sick of these subhumans that now all I'm going to do when I get back on the air is just promote. I know these jerks love my videos thinking in their own head that they are getting over on me, making fun of what I say, like Adam there. But they're too stupid to realize I don't care no more about Facecrap. I'm going to my show, and now they won't have me around to kick anymore. And since face crap don't want me around too, I'm going to start when the time is right. Rid of Matt off my page and Charles and anybody from those radio stations who can see my post. They did this to themselves for being a bunch of cowards and making this cowardly and personal. So, face crap, do your thing. Give me all the suspension you want. But I'm going to bury these people off my page before I go. Or after. That's when I do it. Can't do anything when you're suspended. Then these rats will be off my page forever. And it starts with new people who want to hear a great show and not deal with these cowards anymore. Done. It's on no more mr nice guy i'm going to do everything in my power to hurt you and get the rest of you off of my page and uh 
there's more of it. There's a lot of profanity, and it's hard to self-edit. And scene. There you go. This little dramatic reading for you of some of uh, Crazy Joe's Facebook posts. Um, one other thing. There is a new website. Not thecrazyjoeshow.com, but just crazyjoeshow.com. Check that out. Crazyjoeshow.com. Uh, I think you'll be uh, intrigued. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, uh, I, I don't remember having an Adam on Arrogant Media. Yes. Hello, Dirk. I don't. Hey. Yes, I, I remember seeing uh, a gentleman who uh, is that someone, you know, Adam? Um, well, there were two Adams commenting. On, oh, were there? On the, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the Plastered Paladins is a collaborative uh, effort between Arrogant Media and a podcast called You Hate to See It. Yes, and yes. And one of the lads in uh, You Hate to See It is Adam. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, I, but I don't think it's that Adam because he posted as You Hate to See It. Right, right. There was another Adam, Adam LaVille or something, and then Crazy Joe took uh, that Adam's last name and replaced the second syllable with a, a certain gay slur. And I think that's why he got suspended, why his live streams got suspended again from Facebook. I think that was what did it. I think that was what did it. And uh, there you go. Another suspension. It's incredible. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually a close friend of mine. Oh, you know who? Oh, okay. No kidding. Wow. Well, <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Oh, the happenings don't stop. But yeah, yep. Uh, do check crazyjoeshow.com. I'm, I'm getting things set up for that right now, actually. Oh, good. Good. Um, <laughs> I, I am actually making an OnlyFans account uh, so that people have another avenue to support the shows and what we do because. It is like OnlyFans is meant for more than just adult content. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun to set up and go through, and yeah, I'd like to see what happens from here. Absolutely. By the way, now I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Did you uh, put out a video about OnlyFans, an updated one about uh, they have now reversed their decision about adult content? Yes, that is right. So with them reversing uh, the uh, the ban, I, I am now comfortable with using their service i wasn't going to originally mm -hmm. mm. do you know why um like i said i haven't had a chance to watch the video or read up on it do you know why they reversed did they did they explain it i think i think it's um a lot of it probably has to do with the amount of backlash that they got yeah um it may also be them realizing that they they were about to cross a line that they were never going to get back out of. Yeah, they were gonna, they were going to dig themselves into a hole that you you can't climb out. Right, right. Yeah. Well, actually, that's what you predicted, right? Except, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess they figured that out. So that's oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, just like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, the uh, you know everybody on the internet collectively screamed at the company until they made a change. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. By the way, uh, I love the video. I did share it out, of course. The video of you uh, analyzing uh, the video uh, for, uh, oh, what was it called again? Now I forget. Oh, Heaven's Door by Mailbox Dog, uh, Crazy Joe's band. 
from uh, 2012. Yeah. Now, did you uh, yeah. did you did you enjoy the remix version of it at the top of my show with the uh, the additional <laughs> I prefer it the additional vocals? Yes, don't right. Yeah, because he's speaking some of the vocals in that version, so it, it comes across better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I have another cringe video that should be coming up pretty soon too. Oh. Um, that one's actually going to be related to um, members of the Satanic Temple. So. Really. Uh, that one I'm really excited for. Okay. Okay. Is this a new is this a new thing for you, or have you done these cringe videos in the past? It's a new thing. That's what um, I, I mean, like Jesse from Pot Awful would do, used to do cringe versus cringe, which, which was actually a lot of fun back in the day. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like reaction videos. I think they're pretty lazy. But if you've actually got commentary for it and you can give some insight to the video, that's where it can have some use. Yeah. You know, but you're not going to see me doing things like um, doing uh, reactions to like movie trailers or something like that. Like it's it's. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll watch them on the Plastic Paladins uh, just to show it off and talk about it. But, like, um, y- you got to walk a fine line before you become the cringe. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, that's cool, though. I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you're going to do more of that. And by the way, do you know what you're um, I don't know if you want to announce it yet, if you know yet what you're doing for your uh, album review for next week. Ooh, good question. I am trying to figure that out. I know that uh, Powerwolf is uh, is on cue here, but um, there's there's certain there's certain bands I want to go through. There's Rammstein. There is Slipknot too. Yeah. Uh, but some of those I might wait until we're a little bit deeper into the autumn season. But uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. Maybe you could do one for Mailbox Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I prefer doing albums that I could actually promote. Right, right. Um, yeah. Like, if, if, if it's going to be me dumping on an album, I, I would prefer not to do it because right. then, like, if you're if you're playing a song from the album on the station, like, that's going to sound weird having me <laughs> doo-doo on it. Right. You know? And then you play the song. Right. Um, I Actually, I did decide that at, at some point soon here, I do want to uh, do a review of an Insane Clown Posse album. Um, that has a single that you could actually play on air. Oh, okay. What's the single? Is it uh, that that uh, Tilt-A-Whirl song? That doesn't have any swears, does it? Or does it? Oh, I love that song, but it is from that album, actually. Um, okay. They did a recreation of Let's Go All The Way. Oh, right, right, right. I remember that now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even if it has, uh, I mean, you know, even if there's something that only has a little bit of swears, if I know ahead of time, I can make a radio edit. Um, I'm really good at that, and I'm pretty efficient at it. So just something to keep in mind. Um, okay. Because I do that occasionally with with a hip. You know, if there's a like a hip hop song that I really want to play on the show, sometimes you know I'll make a radio edit. Um, um, uh, yeah. Just let me, you know, just make sure you give me enough of a heads up so I know. And uh, yeah, it won't be a problem. Okay, because yeah. uh, that review will be dedicated to Crazy Joe. Ah, very good. <laughs> All right, outstanding, outstanding. All right, Dirk, anything else you wanted to mention? No, that's it, man. I'll let you go. All right, my friend, keep up the good work.
<laughs> no problem. See ya. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right. Dirk Don from uh, Arrogant Media. And, uh, yes, if you haven't seen it yet, well, don't do not do it right now, of course. Stick with us. But uh, make sure you uh, make sure you check out the video that he did today uh, analyzing uh, Crazy Joe's video, his band uh, Mailbox Dog uh, performing uh, Heaven's Door is the name of the song. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, let me give the numbers again. 603-250-6007. If you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. Um, let's say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Ricky Litwinkowicz joins us from New York City. And, of course, the show Pain Train Pipe Bomb. Hello, Ricky. Uh, Michael Alber is in the Facebook live chat. Hello. Uh, Michael says Donald Trump has his own website blog to spout his craziness for his followers to parrot on Twitter. That actually, didn't that come down, though? Didn't they give up on that already, Michael? I think it was called... Oh, and Alexa's talking to me. Let me unplug this. <laughs> every, every once in a while. I think they use the Alexa on the morning show, and I forget that it's even there until it starts yapping. Something I said set it off. Um, but yeah, I think it was called From the Desk of Donald J. Trump or something. It had an obnoxiously long URL, and I think it already came down. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Melanie Fox is in the Facebook live chat. Uh, hello, Melanie. She says it's called the terms and service agreement or terms of service agreement. Yeah, that's referring to, of course, you know, these these um, platforms like Facebook and YouTube and all the rest and Twitter and so forth. You know, they have a right. They're private companies and they have every right to decide who and what they want on their platforms. And that's why it is not censorship. Well, I mean. I guess you could say it's a form of censorship, but it's not a violation of anyone's First Amendment rights uh, when uh, an individual is deplatformed uh, from one of these uh, from one of these services. Uh, each of these companies has every right to decide what they will and will not allow on their platforms. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've said because Crazy Joe uh, at one point, you know, the idea was he was going to have a show on IPM Nation. And when we realized that he, uh, in these videos, you know, this was after we had been talking to him about it, when we realized that he says all this racist and anti-Semitic and homophobic uh, stuff and, you know, all this hate in these videos, we were like, whoa, we can't have any professional association with this guy. So even if we had allowed him on our platform, we would have ended up having to take him right back off once we realized some of the stuff he was putting out there. So you just, you, you can't have that. And um, and that's why, by the way, I you know, every once in a while, I like to remind people, you know, when someone says, well, Matt, you know, this crazy Joe stuff. I mean, you're you know, you're doing a political talk show. Why 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 do you indulge in this other stuff? And part of the reason is it's just interesting. And, you know, sometimes we do while we are a political talk show, we do take some side streets and alleys and end up in other places. But also, too, it's all political because when we're talking about Crazy Joe, we wind up talking about things like censorship and free speech and political correctness and wokeness and and uh, and deplatforming and what is and is not allowable on these platforms. And that's a big part of politics and media and content creation and all of it. So it's all you know, it, it, it's all connected. I mean, I'm not saying that we needed uh, I'm not saying that we needed Crazy Joe to, to open that door for us that uh, or that that heaven's door in the, the music video there. But, um, you know, but uh, but it has given us kind of a jumping off point to have those discussions. And he really isn't a kind of an extreme example of what you obviously cannot allow. 
uh, on your platform. You know, I, and I tried to tell him that yesterday. I, I said, I, and he, he ended up hanging up abruptly. I didn't even hear the click. Maybe we just got disconnected. But I, I wondered if I said something that resonated with him when I said to him, look, Joe, my advice to you, and I, I meant it. I was being sincere. I said, my advice to you, if you ever want to be taken seriously, if you ever want anyone else to ever work with you on a professional level, my advice, go back and find every single video uh, on any platform you've ever been on where you say something racist. Or I guess he and I disagree, or he and all the rest of us disagree on what is racist, but... I told him, go back and delete every single video where you are spreading hate. Just delete every single one that you can find and then start over. Because he's painted himself into a corner where no one will ever work with him professionally. No one will ever want any professional association with him. It's impossible. It would be suicidal to be connected to him professionally. You know, he's never going to find a technician to help him with his crazy. Who wants to be a part of that where he's using racial slurs? And, you know, you can't you can't do that. You can't have that. Um, let's see. Michael raised a question. Michael Albert raised a question in the uh, Facebook live chat that I'm not even comfortable discussing on the air. So I'm going to leave that alone. I mean, feel free to, you know, I don't police the chat room as you all know, but um, I'm not going to get into that aspect of things on the air, but um, let's see. Tom Blanchard joins us in the chat room. Tom says, when it comes to food, it's always fun to try new things. I think that's referring to our, uh, our pineapple uh, and uh, what was it again? Pineapple and ham and an omelet. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think that's what he's referring to. Uh, Melanie Fox says, I made friendly with Joe last night. Yeah, he thought, uh, he thought you were his, uh, his buddy there. At least, uh, he, he seemed, <laughs> he seemed to think that it was funny. Nemi Jones says, uh, he looks like a cocoon where even the scabies have uh, jock itch. Fun guy or fun guy, either way, no thanks. <laughs> Referring to crazy Joe, of course. Um, Ryan LeMay says, paying is for suckers. Referring to lawyers. Uh, Ricky Lewinkowicz uh, says, are we sure it's not pro bozo? I'm sure clowns may represent him, referring to Crazy Joe, wanting a lawyer to work for him pro bono. Um, Melanie says, my uncle is a lawyer. Maybe I can ask him to represent uh, Crazy Joe. Uh, DJ Midas is in the chat room. Midas says, Crazy Joe sucks. Well, I think that's the general uh, consensus. Midas, of course, part of the WMNH family, host of Late Night Delight, which you can hear every Saturday night from 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. And there is a replay on Sunday. A great show. Um, Miriam Banish is in the chat room. Miriam says, I went to the poll and the last choice is good, but I don't call people names. Uh, understandable, Miriam. By the way, the poll, again, just to remind you, if you're just joining us, if you go to mattconnerton.com and go to the Unleashed page near the bottom, there is a poll uh, which of these things do you think Crazy Joe will accomplish first? And there are five options. Please vote in the poll. Uh, last I looked, and I'll check it at the break, and of course we'll close the poll on Tuesday of next week, but uh, last I, look, I looked, uh, 100%, this is true, 100% of the vote count so far was for the fifth option on the poll. 
which is uh, he won't accomplish any of these. Uh, give it up, uh, loser. Uh, Rocky Uber says, uh, I think Joe, I think Crazy Joe should have a show with Stacy. It will go viral. Uh, oh, it will, I'm sorry, it will rival the No Excuses podcast. <laughs> uh, Eric Street, who is a top fan, says, if you named your newborn Eli, maybe uh, Crazy Joe would be a fan of him since Eli played for the New York Giants. Oh, there you go. Oh, Eli Manning, right? Yes. Am I right? I yes. actually know who that is. And yes. I don't know anything about football. That's why I had to check with you, Texas Mike. You know about football. But I do know who Eli Manning is. Uh, let's see. Ricky Litwinkowicz says, I've done dramatic readings before. Oh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> Ryan LeMay says, can you please do an audiobook reading for me? Thanks in advance. Uh, yes. Uh, you'll just need to write me a check. <laughs> Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show is in the uh, chat room. Ricky says, I'm sharpening my sword as I hear this. Uh, Jenny dropped a link in there for crazyjoeshow.com. Not thecrazyjoeshow.com, but crazyjoeshow.com. Um, Midas says, Joe doesn't know Dirk from Adam. <laughs> That's very clever. Oh, Jenny dropped a link to the Hate to See It uh, uh, Facebook page. Very good. Very good. And Arrogant Media. Um, let's see. I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. And then we will move on, I promise. We have until 6 p.m. today, as Texas Mike alerted me. There is no uh, live uh, Grand State of Mind this week. That will be a replay, so we'll be going all the way to 6 p.m. Um, Rocky says, I think Dern should walk. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Uh, sorry, Rocky. Um, Stacy Lawton is in the chat room. Hello, Stacy. Oh, Dirk says, yeah, I used to do dramatic readings. Oh, very good. Dylan Reynolds is in the chat room. Very, very talented musician. Uh, Dylan says, are we going to get to hear a special uh, mailbox dog song? LOL. Well, I did I did play one at the top of the show, but I played a special remix. I was mixing on the fly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stacey says, as a matter of fact, we did a live show today in downtown Nashua. Uh, going live with Stacey Lawton covered a four-alarm blaze, uh, and we had the honor to have the Manchester Fire Department down here helping us out. Very good. All right. Well, that catches us up with the Facebook live chat, and thank you all in there uh, for joining us. Uh, let me give the numbers again, and then we'll move on to some some stuff, some non-crazy Joe stuff, I promise. Uh, the number to call, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can participate in the Facebook live chat, but we would love to hear your dulcet tones. If you call us at 603-250-6007, uh, it's almost the top of the, top of the hour, but... Um, I wanted to get into a little bit of this, and we'll start this uh, subject, and then we'll we'll probably have to continue it after the break. But I was on, last night I was on the Dr. Kevin show on the Ohm Times Radio Network, and uh, I joined him the first Thursday of every month to uh, talk about politics. And he was asking me about this, and I didn't know much about it, about this term, shadow docket. 
But um, it was pretty easy to find some information on it. I've been reading up on it. Um, this relates to the Supreme Court and do you even call it a ruling? They just decided to let the, the United States Supreme Court has decided in a five to four decision. So I guess, yes, it would be a ruling technically um, to let the new abortion law in Texas stand. Um, and even if you're you know, even if you're very pro-life and you oppose abortion, there's uh, reasons why this new law and the way it can be applied should concern you. And we'll probably circle back to that. We'll circle back, as Jen Psaki would say. But um, but the ruling was done by a what is called a shadow docket. And apparently a shadow docket is something that is being used more and more. It, it's been used for a number of things recently. And it gives the U.S. Supreme Court, as I understand it, a way to sort of preemptively rule on things in a sense. I mean, I know I'm not using necessarily the right legal terminology, but I have no legal training. I'm not a lawyer. I, you know, and I know many of you are probably thinking, yeah, we kind of noticed that, Matt. But, but it, it seems to give the Supreme Court a way to kind of preemptively issue rulings without actually having to hear arguments and, and go through all of that. And that seems to be what they did here. Um, in one sense, it might seem like an efficient way of doing business because if everybody who sits on the court already knows how they feel about a particular subject, maybe there's no reason to uh, have a hearing and, and have uh, both sides present oral arguments and so forth. But... Um, I didn't actually know about shadow dockets until now. I'm learning about this for the first time. And like I said, it's it's been used more and more frequently lately. And this is the method that they used because, you know, some of us were wondering, is the Supreme Court going to let the Texas courts, I mean, the Texas court already said this is fine. Is the Supreme Court going to let this new abortion law in Texas stand? And... Apparently, again, it, it is a conservative court in a five to four ruling. They said yes, without without any kind of oral arguments made. Nothing. They just said, yep, it's good. Uh, we don't want to hear it. You know, because the Supreme Court can decide to hear whatever cases they want to hear and reject whatever cases they don't want to hear and kick it back to a lower court. That's why the Supreme Court is so important. That's why elections matter, et cetera. And our former president, Donald Trump, got to put three conservative judges on the Supreme Court. But this is um, the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. I wanted to talk about the shadow docket because 
I'm learning about this for the first time. So TheHill.com has an article that just went up a little while ago. Senate panel will probe Supreme Court's Texas abortion ruling and uh, shadow docket. Um, and part of why this caught my eye is a question that Dr. Kevin posed to me last night on his show that I didn't know how to answer. I didn't know the answer is that is there anything that the Senate can do or the House or the president to affect the way the Supreme Court uses this practice of the shadow docket to issue these rulings without going through what would be the court's equivalent of due process. I'm not sure, again, exactly what the right terminology would be there. And I didn't know the answer, but this might provide us um, some idea. It says here, a Senate panel has set its sights on the Supreme Court's increasingly common practice of deciding weighty cases on an emergency basis, a procedure the justices used this week to greenlight Texas's severe curtailment of abortion access. Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois, the Senate Judiciary Committee's top Democrat, announced today that the committee would hold a hearing on the court's so-called shadow docket, which often produces consequential rulings without the justices having received a comprehensive set of paper briefs or hearing oral arguments. The court recently used the truncated process to rule on significant disputes over immigration policy and federal eviction uh, protections like that's, you know, they, they struck down the evictions moratorium, for example. And to leave intact a new Texas law that bans most abortions in the country's second most populous state. Durbin said in a statement, quote, the Supreme Court must operate with the highest regard for judicial integrity in order to earn the public's trust. This anti-choice law is a devastating blow to Americans' constitutional rights, and the court allowed it to see the light of day without public deliberation or transparency at a time when public confidence in government institutions is greatly eroded, yeah, no kidding, we must examine not just the constitutional impact of allowing the Texas law to take effect, unquote. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, there, there is more. Uh, but also the conservative court's abuse of the shadow docket, unquote. Although the shadow docket itself is not new, the Supreme Court had previously used the truncated process only sparingly to render decisions of major consequence. The practice, however, became more commonplace during the Trump administration. Just before midnight on Wednesday, the Supreme Court used a procedure to issue a 5-4 ruling that denied an emergency request from abortion providers who sought to block the Texas law. The statute, which is now the country's most restrictive abortion law, prohibits a procedure after the presence of a fetal heartbeat is detected, usually around six weeks into pregnancy. An estimated 85 to 90 percent of women who get an abortion in Texas are at least six weeks into their pregnancy. And the burden is expected to fall heavily on teens, most heavily on teens, people of color and women living in rural areas. Experts said the law only makes exceptions for medical emergencies with no exceptions for pregnancy resulting from incest or rape. The Texas law gives this is this part is this part of it blows my mind. The Texas law gives enforcement authority to private citizens, allowing them to sue those who perform or aid the procedure in violation of the measure and provides for $10,000 for a successful lawsuit. 
So just to stop there, there's more to the article, but it, it's almost like a like a bounty hunter kind of thing. You know, if if you any anybody can sue anybody for participating, it, you even if even something as simple as just giving somebody a ride to a clinic, anybody can file a lawsuit. Standing apparently doesn't matter. Anybody can file a lawsuit against somebody else for aiding and abetting an abortion. And then if they win, they get $10,000 for winning? I mean, this is crazy town. This is wild. I mean, I don't care. You know, you can be pro-life. You can oppose abortion. You can want to restrict it. I understand it. I mean, I don't agree. I'm pro-choice, not because I think abortion's a good thing. I actually don't think abortion's a good thing. But I think that uh, passing laws about it uh, actually do more harm than good. And, you know, I think we need to get to, uh, I, you know, uh, not to take a, a big side street here, but if you're a longtime listener, you do know how I feel. I have kind of a unique position on this and that I'm not just all in on one side or the other in the sense that I wish that pro-choicers and pro-lifers could find a way to work together to uh, really maximally increase access to contraception in this country so that, um, and while at the same time, educating people, uh, you know, particularly people in school who are of age where they might begin uh, to uh, engage in behavior that results in an unwanted pregnancy, potentially, uh, you know, really educate people on the options for birth control and how to use them and so forth. Because um, outside of something involuntary like rape or incest or something, there really isn't much reason for unwanted pregnancy in the United States. Uh, we have the tools we, you know, just like with COVID, you know, we have the tools that we need to end the pandemic. Uh, we just, for some reason, a large swath of the country uh, refuses to participate and help us do that. I would say it's kind of similar with unwanted pregnancy. We have the tools. You know, um, birth control is widely available, accessible, and uh, and uh, useful, <laughs> right? Uh, but... Um, but there seems to be, you know, we seem to have fallen down somewhere where either access is too limited uh, to some people or people are making poor choices and engaging in reckless behavior, whatever it may be. And so we still have a lot of unwanted pregnancy. But what I would like to see happen, and I know this is fantasy land stuff, and there is precisely, as much as I'm an optimist, precisely 0% of this ever happening. I would love it if the pro-life side if everybody would say, okay, we're going to stop demonizing birth control and acting like if you use birth control, that's the same thing as having an abortion. If the pro-lifers would grow up and say, oh, no, actually, we should encourage people to use birth control. That way they prevent unwanted pregnancy. And then meanwhile, if the people on the pro-choice side could be like, yeah, and maybe, uh, you know, while we're fighting— for reproductive rights, we could also try to mention every now or then about, hey, you know, there are ways to avoid this scenario, by the way, we're going to protect your right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, but we're also going to just kind of gently remind you that, hey, you know, there are ways to avoid getting pregnant. You know, if both sides would maybe just kind of grow up a little bit, they could work together to promote the use of birth control and making 
healthy and safe choices and could work together to drive the rate of abortion in this country down to near zero while still protecting a woman's right to make whatever choices she wants to make, and that is between her and her doctor, and while also uh, helping to limit the need for this uh, procedure. Um, never going to happen because that's not how politics works in the United States, and that's probably not how it works anywhere. Everyone has to go to their extreme corner, and uh, no one will work together. No one will meet in the middle, and that's just the way it is. I understand that, but that's what I would like to see happen. We have the power, if we want to, if we have the resolve to, to uh, you know, you can't eliminate it entirely, but, wow, we could radically reduce the rate of unwanted pregnancy in this country, but can't do it. Charles Richardson says, ha, 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 no one will grow up. Yeah, I mean, that's what it would require. It would require everyone to kind of grow up and say, hey, instead of just staking out these extreme positions on one end or the other, maybe we can work together because, uh, you know, we can agree on a common goal. The goal being uh, stop unwanted pregnancies, <laughs> which is largely achievable. Um you know, and I'd like to see that. I, I look, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm pro choice, but not because I like abortion or any of the way that pro lifers like to caricature pro choicers because they do that. They do that. They, they'll call us pro abortion or, or pro child murder or something. No, I, I, I'm, I'm pro choice because I think if you outlaw it, you're, you're going to end up with, uh, you know, we'll be transported back to a time when a woman would forgive me for being, slightly graphic but this is what would happen we're adults here when a woman would perforate her uterus with a coat hanger in the bathtub right you want to go back to that i don't i don't smarter ways to deal with this so i am pro-choice you know i don't i'm not i'm not wild about abortion you know i think uh my attitude is uh if you can help it uh be smart and don't get pregnant to begin with and i understand too obviously there's you know and if someone's been raped if someone's a victim of rape and they're pregnant, the last thing I, I wanted... I mean, look, I'm uncomfortable telling anyone what to do with their body to begin with, which is another reason why I'm pro-choice. Not a... You know, I'll never be pregnant, so you know what? I don't get a vote. I don't get to tell anybody what to do, but I especially don't want to be telling a rape victim what to do. My God, you do whatever you got to do. God bless. I, You know, I'm not even remotely interested in getting in the way of that. Jeez, I mean, you know, but there's a lot of old white men who think that, you know, it's okay to uh, make these decisions for for other people, I guess. And that's how we end up with uh, scenarios like this uh, law in Texas. Um, yeah, Charles Richardson says, uh, you got a better chance at Crazy Joe not getting suspended from Facebook than having these people grow up. Um. Let's see. We're past the top of the hour. Somebody sounds angry out on Elm Street. I hear somebody uh, swearing. Um, I don't think the mic's picking it up, uh, fortunately. A <laughs> uh, little bit more to this, and then we'll go to break. Uh, in a brief unsigned... In a brief unsigned order on Wednesday, the court's five-member majority pointed to the procedural complexities arising from this unique legislative design to explain their refusal to block the Texas law, despite noting serious questions about its constitutionality. 
Well, if they have serious questions about its constitutionality, shouldn't they want to? Uh, shouldn't they want to to get involved here? Uh, the constitutional right to abortion first recognized in the court's landmark 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade prohibits states from banning abortion before a fetus is viable, uh, typically around 24 weeks of pregnancy. Civil Justice, I'm sorry, Chief Justice John Roberts joined the court's three liberal justices in dissent, which I suspected he would, by the way, uh, with each of the four writing their own opinions. Justice Elena Kagan, in her dissent, called the law patently unconstitutional and criticized the majority for using the court's shadow docket to reach its ruling. Uh, Kagan wrote, quote, today's ruling illustrates just how far the court's shadow docket decisions may depart from the usual principles of appellate process, unquote, noting that the majority had issued a ruling of, quote, great consequence uh, without guidance from a federal appeals court that is reviewing the Texas law and only after the most cursory court briefs from the parties in all these ways, the majority's decision is emblematic of too much of the court's shadow docket decision-making, which every day becomes more unreasoned, inconsistent, and impossible to defend, unquote. By the way, I would add to that to what she's saying. It seems to me that the continued and increasing reliance on that makes the court that much more politicized. You know, we live in this, and I guess it's a fantasy in a way, right? But, you know, there's this idea, you know, and you have three co-equal branches of government, and uh, two of them are elected, but the Supreme Court, because it is a court, in theory, it is supposed to be not political. It's a non-political branch of government. Now, of course, we all know that's BS because you have liberal justices, you have conservative justices, etc. But it seems to me that it's becoming increasingly politicized if the people who sit on the court, they don't have to hear arguments if they don't want to. They can just, it's almost like they're just, they're they are voting. They're, they have their own little, uh, <laughs> their own little, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a specific word I'm looking for. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Ah, I forget it. Anyway, it'll come to me later when I'm not thinking about it. Um, Kagan's criticism echoed that of fellow liberal justice Stephen Breyer, who last week expressed misgivings about the practice. Referendum, that's the word I was looking for. They have their own little referendum, and they're just voting on, on, on stuff on a ballot. Um, instead of doing their jobs. Uh, Breyer is in a dissent that was joined by the court's two liberals, uh, two other liberals criticized the majority for using the shadow docket to effectively end the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's eviction moratorium, even as the U.S. contends with the highly contagious Delta variant of COVID-19. And despite unanswered questions over the legal dispute, 
Um, Breyer wrote in an eight-page dissent, wow, quote, these questions call for considered decision-making informed by full briefing and argument. Yeah, you think? Their answers impact the health of millions. We should not set aside the CDC's eviction moratorium in this summer, summary proceeding. The criteria for granting the emergency applications are not met, unquote. Earlier last week, the Supreme Court used its shadow docket to deny a Biden administration request to halt a lower court order that reinstated a controversial Trump-era immigration policy. The court's three liberals indicated they would have stepped in to temporarily block the policy, which requires asylum seekers at the southern border to remain in Mexico while their applications are processed, unquote. All right, so... There you have it. Uh, there is more on that. I have I have uh, more, but on that uh, subject. But uh, we are well past the top of the hour. Let's take a break. I'm going to play a little something. Uh, we'll play a little something. Show some love to our sponsors. Then we'll come back. We'll be well into hour number two. Don't go away. Texas Mike is here with us as well. And here's a little something I'd like to dedicate this to Crazy Joe, in honor of his newest Facebook suspension. A little humble pie for you, 30 days in the hole. That's what they give you now. In the last 24 hours, these guys have come with a gang of at least 25 people, all to gang up on to make Matt look like a hero. Matt is a hero to his people. back everybody we are well into our number two numero dose of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the facebook on the matt connerton unleashed facebook page and of course you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., and a poll question. We'll remind you about that in a moment. Of course, uh, let's see. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online and Tomorrow Radio. It is Friday, September 3rd, 2021. Texas Mike is here as well at the news desk. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Rocky Huber in the chat room was asking, when is Texas Mike going to wear his cowboy hat to the show? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, huh? Is that a is that a commitment that you will sometime? Yes, I will. Excellent, excellent. You have a ten gallon hat. I'll get one if I need to. Okay, it sounds heavy. Sounds like a lot to wear on your head. Good luck with that. But uh, yes, of course, uh, we are live. And then uh, coming up uh, tonight at seven thirty, also live will be Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. And I have the honor and privilege of being Paul's co-host on that show, along with our great friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. That will be tonight from 7.30 to 10 p.m. And this week's theme is night music. I want to remind you, of course, we are sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. They have the delicious gourmet pretzels and craft beer. And it is Friday night, which means tonight 
is Grant Lampton performing live from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Hopknot, as he does every Friday. He does a residency there, does a great job, uh, rousing reviews all around. So if you have a chance, uh, if you're in the area, or even if you're not in the area, it's worth the trip. Grant Lampton live at the Hopknot. Some great live music, great food, great service, and a wonderful family that owns the operate and operates the Hopknot on Elm across the street from us. And it's really cool that I can look out the window there and uh, see our sponsor. Uh, let's see. Um, I wanted to, uh, oh, yeah, the poll question. So if you're just joining us and you don't know yet, we have a poll up uh, because there was, uh, in the first hour, we won't rehash it all, but there was some crazy Joe news. So at mattconnerton.com slash unleashed, uh, there is a poll. Uh, what is crazy Joe most likely to accomplish? And uh, there are five options. Uh, option A, retaining a lawyer to sue arrogant media for as he puts it, copyright infrision and definition of character. Uh, B, hiring a tech to help broadcast his imaginary radio show. Uh, C, landing a record deal for his band Mailbox Dog. D, becoming Patrick Melton's co-host on Nobody Likes Onions. Or E, none of these, give it up, loser. And so far, as I look at the results... Uh, 100% have voted for the final uh, option. None of these give it up losers. So there you go. Uh, but uh, be sure to uh, be sure to vote in the poll if you get a chance, and then we will look at that on Tuesday. We'll uh, look at the final results on Tuesday. Um, Jenny is in the chat room, and uh, yeah, we were talking about this uh, before the show. Uh, governor Chris Sununu, our governor here in New Hampshire. Uh, was hospitalized uh, today with a bleeding ulcer and needed a blood transfusion, his chief of staff said. Uh, after the blood transfusion today, he's doing much better, uh, said his chief of staff, Jane Millerick. Uh, quote, he is extremely grateful to the staff at Portsmouth Hospital for their outstanding care and to everyone who donates blood. As a blood donor himself, he is happy he paid it forward and grateful to all who do the same, unquote. So, yeah, Governor Sununu, I know that um, it was in the news that he had uh, initially he had experienced uh, flu-like symptoms and uh, was thought to maybe have COVID, but he was tested a couple of times and tested negative. So apparently there was something else going on with this ulcer. Um, so there you go. Uh, sounds like he's uh, going to be fine. But, um, you know, it does highlight the importance, of course, of giving blood. You know, uh, they did uh, just recently, of course, the, uh, the annual Gale Singer event that they do at the, uh, at the Radisson here. Um, I know our friend EZG, Eric Gagnon, he was uh, a weeping, uh, as he often will, uh, openly after uh, giving blood. It was a very emotional experience for him, and he was uh, just, just very, very happy uh, to do that. So, uh, but there you go. So a little bit of an update on our governor, uh, Chris Sununu, the, the only Republican I voted for in the 2020 election and, uh, the way the party is going, uh, may very well be the last Republican I ever vote for, for the rest of my life. But, uh, 603-250-6007 is a number, by the way, we are going, uh, right up to, uh, 6 PM, uh, as Texas Mike had mentioned to me earlier. And I also just got a text from, uh, Peter White. Uh, definitely, uh, this week's, uh, Grandest State of Mind with Rob Azevedo will be a replay, so we can go right up, uh, to 6 p.m. 
Uh, but in the first hour, we were talking about the new uh, abortion law in Texas where you, uh, I mean, it's an opportunity to make some money. You know, if you want to, um, I don't think you have to know the people or have any connection to them. You can just, uh, if you know someone had an abortion, uh, you can uh, file some lawsuits and start suing anyone who may have uh, helped in any way with the abortion. And if you win in court, you get $10,000. What an absolutely bizarre thing this is. And it looks like the Supreme Court is letting it stand. Um, But there's a very interesting article. This is from Reason.com titled, Conservatives Should Worry About the Texas Abortion Law Too. The same legal ruse can be used against gun rights and other civil liberties, not just against abortion. Because here's the thing, and we'll get into the article, but, um, you know, it's important to bring this up. Everybody... I mean, everybody's concerned about some form of liberty and protecting some form of rights, right? You know, if you're, for example, and and again, I mean, this is a bit reductive, but just to use these examples on, you know, the the ends of the political spectrum, you know, if you're a, if you're a liberal, you're probably very concerned about women's reproductive rights, um, but you probably aren't concerned about gun rights at all, right? If you're a conservative, you're probably very concerned about gun rights. But you couldn't care less, or you're actually very enthusiastic at the thought, or perhaps even frothing at the mouth, at the thought of restricting reproductive rights. You know, so everyone everyone kind of, um, you know, unless you're a libertarian, libertarians tend to care about rights in general. But whether you're a liberal or a conservative, um, you care about some rights, but not others. Um, and there might be some rights that you wish to restrict, uh, you care so little about some rights. So this is um, this might seem like a great day for conservatives in some ways who uh, care so much about things like gun rights, but they don't care about abortion rights, and in fact they want to restrict them. But what this article points out is conservatives should be very mindful of what has been done here. And this is really unique. It's a way to evade... It's a way to sort of evade having the law challenged in court. And apparently it's it's a successful evasion so far because the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to leave it alone in a 5-4 ruling. Um, because you can't, you know, if you feel the law is unconstitutional, well, it's hard to sue the government over it because it's actually, it's now a civil matter where people can just sue each other. It's not a criminal matter, it's a civil matter. And if you win in court with your civil suit against someone who may have participated in some way, even if it's just giving them a ride to the abortion clinic, for example, you you uh, you get a, a $10,000 bounty. I mean, this whole thing is so twisted. But the law, it's clever. It's malevolent, but it's clever uh, in the sense that they... They made it so that it is um, difficult to challenge it in court. So this will be a blueprint for other states that want to do this, for other conservative states that want to do this. They can look at Texas and they can say, wow, this went all the way to the Supreme Court, sort of, because they never quite let it into the court, but they just kind of repelled it and said, nope, uh, we're going to let it stand five to four. So other states will now try to do this. 
But while conservatives, I'm sure, everywhere are celebrating and rejoicing, oh, we finally found a way. We finally found a way to get back at Roe v. Wade, um, at least in Texas. And again, they will replicate this other places. This same tactic can be used against them to restrict one of the rights that they do like, like gun rights. This same tactic could be used to restrict their gun rights. And that's what this article discusses. Let's um, get into this, or at least uh, some of it. So it says here, again, this is from Reason.com. In Roe v. Wade, which was 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court held that a woman may have an abortion for any reason during the first three months of her pregnancy. In other words, the first trimester. During the next three months, up to the point of fetal viability, the state may not enact abortion regulations that are, quote, reasonably related to uh, maternal health, unquote. During the final trimester, Roe said, a state may regulate and even prescribe abortion, uh, except when, quote, the preservation of the life or health of the mother, unquote, is at stake. And by the way, that's important. Because, um, you know, we'll often hear pro-lifers complain about these late-term abortions. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play? And it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs. And he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundled discount not available in all states or situations. Uh, there's another term they have for it. You know, they'll talk about, oh, you know, um, abortions that are actually murder because the baby is born and then the doctor kills the baby or something. This, this wild, fantastical stuff that doesn't actually happen and is not actually legal but very often facts don't matter to these people, so they'll they'll talk about this stuff that isn't even real. Um, in Planned Parenthood, getting back to the article, in Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992, the court both upheld Roe's core recognition of a woman's right to have an abortion and introduced a new standard of review in abortion cases. According to Casey, it is unconstitutional for a state to enact a pre-viability regulation for, quote, the purpose of effect or of presenting a substantial obstacle to a woman seeking an abortion, unquote. That, the court held, would, quote, impose undue burden on the right, unquote. Senate Bill 8, the Texas anti-abortion law that went into effect this week, is unconstitutional under these precedents. The Texas law bans all abortions with no exception, even in cases of rape or incest after week six of pregnancy. By the way, let me just add, this is a change. There is a change that we've seen uh, with conservatives over the past, I don't know, decade, decade and a half, where there was a time when conservatives would say, okay, we want to outlaw abortion except in cases of rape and incest. But at, at some point, that began to change where now it's like, nope, everything, everything. You know, don't care if there's a rape, whatever. Um, by the way, Dirk Don of Arrogant Media in the chat says, join the regressive party started by Maddox um, against abortion for killing babies. Oh, 
Well, that's um, hmm. <laughs> the regressive party. Uh, Tom Blanchard says, I wonder how many children are up for adoption. Well, that's uh, that's a great option that I would encourage. Uh, our friend uh, Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show, uh, he and his wife uh, adopted a son. And um, Jenny and I, uh, we've actually adopted uh, a son as well, but we just um, we kind of took a shortcut. We waited until he was uh, fully grown and uh, an adult. Uh, you like that, Texas Mike? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> well, you know what happened, right? I, I, if I told you the story, so we went to uh, Jenny and I, you know, we decided because I've never had children and she has one, but he's fully grown. And, you know, we were uh, driving one day and I said, uh, you know, I kind of regret not having kids. So we uh, we decided to swing by the uh, wayward home for boys. And we were kind of looking around trying to pick one out, you know, and um, and uh, Christian was there. And uh, we were like, we said to the to the guy who runs the place, we said, uh, you know, we should take that one because we already know him. And uh, so, uh, you know, so we won't have to learn his name or anything. So so we ended up taking him home with us. So that's that's uh, that's what happened. I swear. Um, all right. So getting back to this. Uh, so the Texas law bans all abortions with no exception, even in cases of rape or incest after week six, which is not only before the point of fetal liability, but also before women even know that they are pregnant. If Roe and Casey precedents are enforced against this restriction in federal court, the Texas law will be struck down. Now, again, keep in mind all these questions swirling around while our Supreme Court decided through the shadow docket Five to four. No, it's fine. Leave it alone. We don't need to hear oral arguments. We don't need to read any briefing papers. We're good. We're all set. Just keep that in mind. So the law's authors know this, so they tried to do an end run around the federal courts. Normally, when a state regulates or bans a particular activity, be it abortion, gun possession, or whatever— State officials do the enforcing, and state officials are the ones who must answer to federal court when regulated parties raise a constitutional objection. SB 8 was expressly structured so that Texas can dodge all such legal accountability for its own law. And so far, they've, they've done that. How? The law bans most abortions, but says that state officials are not the enforcers. Rather, the abortion ban, quote, shall be enforced exclusively through private civil actions, unquote, according to the law. And again, as, I, even, as I'm reading this now, it almost still hasn't entirely sunk into my brain. This still blows my mind that this is real. But it is. According to the law, the article says, any person, quote, unquote, may sue, quote, any person who aids or abets the performance or inducement of abortion, unquote, and wins a $10,000 award plus legal fees if the civil suit is successful. According to Texas, this unique scheme means that the state cannot be hauled into federal court to account for its own law because it has handed over the law's enforcement to private parties. Please, everyone, we have to understand what that means. Anybody can sue anybody who in any way 
participated in the carrying out of an abortion. This is madness. And if you win, you get 10 grand. I mean, this is this is going to be a whole cottage industry of people just filing lawsuits against under other people. Just to be clear, though, you cannot sue the woman who had the abortion. But if someone gave her a ride to the clinic, you can sue that person. If someone held the door open for her as she walks in, you can sue that person. For, for real. Like, I'm not even... I'm not even being hyperbolic about it. That literally is the case here. Somebody at the clinic handed her a, a, a clipboard for some paperwork to fill out. You can sue that individual. I'm not, this is real. This is Twilight Zone stuff, but it's real. Tom Blanchard says there are 119,000 children up for adoption in the United States. Um, That's a lot. Um... Dirk Don says how the satanic temple is going to use this as an excuse to pull some stupid activism that makes Satanists look like a-holes. Good going, Texas. <laughs> well, that, that'll, be, that'll be an interesting element to this, I suppose. Um, getting back to the article, that legal stunt temporarily succeeded this week when a 5-4 Supreme Court declined an emergency request to block the law from going into effect while a legal challenge plays out in the lower courts. Quote, the applicants now before us have raised serious questions regarding the uh, constitutionality of the Texas law at issue, unquote, said the unsigned majority opinion in uh, Whole Women's Health versus Jackson. But because of the, quote, complex and novel antecedent procedural questions also presented, unquote, meaning can state officials actually be sued in federal court over this particular state law? The majority declined to take action. Writing in dissent, and I, I was not surprised by this. Oh, actually, we have a call. Let's grab this. It's a hot issue. I figured we'd get calls. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. It's Ron. I uh, I got a question. It's kind of like, I'm not sure, but I'll ask it anyways. Sure. These these babies, why do you call them? These um, aborted children, um, they come in different ages or whatever, time, time frames. Are they, or are they all or can they all be used for stem cell um, extraction or whatever? Are some of these abortions just wasted and, uh, you know, Sadly to say, nothing good comes comes out of it. I don't know enough about exactly how that works, Ron, to answer that, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I know that uh, pro-lifers get very upset about any kind of um, use of uh, fetal tissue for, for stem cells and so forth, but it's um, it's a little out of my... Uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly yeah. uh, how that all works, right. to be it's honest not with a, you. Uh, not really discussed topic, but I, I think of well, people that die up. in the hospitals that are, you know, organ donors, and then thank God they can give the gift of life. Well, I would like to at least think that, you know, these uh, aborted, you know, children, I, I hope to think that, uh, you know, something good could come out of something bad. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. And if there is an opportunity to, um, to use uh, fetal stem cells, um, and I, I, I believe some of that can be done um, 
I don't know. Well, I don't want to get too far into it because I, I get confused. Right, because it's, it's, it's a topic that just doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't come to the front page, so you don't know, you know? Yeah, but I but I am all for, you know, if, if something can be used to help somebody, um, then I'm I'm all for it, absolutely. And I have no moral or ethical qualm about that. If, if that's something that, you know, to just throw that away um because right. of whether you agree or disagree with how you got what you got to just take that and throw it away when it might be able to uh, be be used to help somebody I, I think is silly i think i use it if you can use it use it and if it helps someone that's fantastic and and if it helps right. us with research um i think that's a great thing so i i no i agree with you ron all righty thanks bell all right ron thanks for the call take care all right, that was Ron. Uh, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. By the way, Nemi Jones in the chat says there are 400,000 children in foster care in the U.S. Um, this is interesting. Uh, she dropped a link in the chat, too. University of Chicago estimates crime rates dropped 20% as a result of legalized abortion. Oh, that's interesting. That sounds like something. I'll look at that. I'll look at that later. Maybe on Tuesday when we come back, we'll we'll uh, look at that more closely. I'm I'm very curious about that. Um, so getting back to this, the Reason.com article, writing in dissent, Chief Justice John Roberts described the Texas law as unprecedented. Uh, sure is, and maintained that the court should have temporarily stopped it from going into effect. Referring to the Texas court, of course, quote, so that the courts may consider whether a state can avoid responsibility for its laws in such a manner, unquote. Also writing in dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor observed that, quote, the court's failure to act requires uh, rewards tactics designed to avoid judicial review, unquote. And again, that is referring to this law, again, you know, very clever in its malevolence. This law was designed specifically to evade judicial review. And uh, and that's why, like I said, too, you know, unless unless it is struck down, uh, this will be the blueprint. This will be replicated in other states. Uh, it says here, Roberts and Sotomayor are right. The courts cannot, I'm sorry, the states conniving attempt to avoid responsibility for its own law does not deserve to stand. Now, now, this is the point, though, that, that we get to here in the article, and we're almost at the end of the article, but this is why conservatives should be concerned about this. It says here, conservatives should be just as outraged by this legal ruse as liberals are. After all, if the Texas scheme succeeds in the long run, what is to stop an anti-gun state legislature from banning handguns in the home in clear violation of SCOTUS precedent and then placing state officials beyond the reach of federal judicial review by outsourcing the ban's enforcement to an army of private sector gun control activists? Most gun shops would go probably bankrupt overnight when faced with the wave of private sector civil suits that such a state law would unleash. Is that the future that conservatives want? And I think that's a great point to raise. Thought we had a call. Um, regardless of what you think about the issue of abortion, the Texas abortion law is a legal menace. So there you go. Um, There's more we could talk about with Texas, but I want to 
try to get. Uh... Oh, actually, we can't leave the issue yet because I just saw this pop up on rawstory.com. Uh, Texas abortion snitch website is getting booted off of its domain. So there's actually so. Well, all right, let's look at this. So today, this is from rawstory.com. Today, The Verge reported that the website set up by Texas Right to Life to allow concerned citizens anywhere to snitch on anyone who helps a woman procure an abortion is having its registration revoked by GoDaddy. Ah, that's good. Good. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Well, hi, Matt Connerton Unleashed. I was trying to reach Howie Kaa, but uh, listen, I'll take you any day. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? Good. Listen, I just wanted to say publicly on the radio uh, that I, you know, I'm a big fan, as I know you are, Matt, uh, from different, uh, slightly different traditions, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> different generations. But, um, uh, and I've, I've listened to a lot of and read some of the material of some of the uh, the great ones. Like, you wouldn't know, I don't think your audience would know, Gene Burns who's been gone a long time, um, or Larry Glick. you got to Google Larry Glick, guys. So this is to all the, all the audience. So familiar. Funny, funny guy. He did a bit, which I'm not going to um, I know, I know who that say is. over yeah. the radio, not, not because it's salacious or anything like that, but because the way times have changed with the level of violence in this country, unfortunately, and around the world, for that matter, uh, he couldn't do that bit today, if you follow me, but it was so funny. You know, he would play a song, he did, it was talk radio, but he would play music in it also, like like you do sometimes, Matt. I think, and um, if the if he didn't like the song, like it could be a top forty song, but it would be, it would be bad, you know. I would say it, that's not very good, you know, like afternoon delight or some absurd <laughs> song, right? And and he would do this bit, which I'm not going to say on the radio with uh, with the machine. <laughs> It was so funny. And he would say, we're not playing that anymore. <laughs> you know. Or if he disagreed with a caller, you know, after the caller, and he was so professional, after the caller hung up and Larry kind of uh, gave him a hard time because he disagreed with him fundamentally, it, it, he would get crazy calls, Matt. <laughs> As you can imagine, in, great, in Boston, in greater Boston. And then he would do that bit again. So I'll tell you privately what, what that was. Okay. But I wanted to say great shows. Uh, we don't agree on everything. Um, yeah. I don't give high marks to Biden on 19 or anything for that matter. But one of the things I wanted to say was the way you brought uh, this terrible disaster and awful planning. I'm, I won't go into it. You know, I'm very upset with it. Yes. As, uh, particularly as a war veteran, but just as a human being, you know, who uses tries to use logic and dialogue and consistency and values um but your your analysis a couple of days ago of that and your willingness to look at all sides was really great professionalism i'm so proud of you oh thank you so i just wanted to say that to you say that to the audience i know you excuse me you have a great audience i like the uh charles richardson show too that's oh dude, he does yeah? a great job too. oh he'll be he'll be glad to hear that yeah yeah my shout out to him and uh, of course Everybody loves, once you listen to him for a while, Easy uh, E, uh, you know, Eric. Easy G, he, yes. He does a great job. <laughs> now, do you have any uh, Do you have any thoughts on uh, Texas Mike over here? What do you... What do you, what do you uh... Oh, Texas Mike, yes. Uh, your mama is one of the most beautiful women with high character on the planet, Texas Mike. First Thank of you. all. Wow, very nice. Tex- 
Isn't that good? Yes. Um, <laughs> I might be falling in love with her, but, you know, I know my boundaries. I'm over. So, uh, and also your wrestling career. You know, as I told Matt, uh, I'm proud of you for that. I admire you for that. <laughs> I, uh, if I ever can get to safe retirement and the Lord gives me a few years, I'm going to try to write a book on uh professional wrestling in America, you know, going mm. back to Killer Kowalski and Lou Thez and all those guys. But bring it right up to you, Texas Mike, if I could. That's right. <laughs> of course, with your permission, you know what I mean? Yep, you, you have my permission. He's very humble. Very humble, that Texas Mike. <laughs> That's good. Humility is a great, great virtue. Well, I'm glad you have Texas Mike with you today, and you've had some, some good guests on. I was I was hoping for that guest who uh, had some legal entanglement. Uh, she sounded like she could be really great, but I know you've had some oh. uh, some great people on. Matt, yeah. do you know, I'll shut up on this note, but do you know the band from Portland, Maine called, um, oh God, I'm, I'm going to have a mind cramp here. This is what happens when you get over 70. Guys. <laughs> it's like, no, no ginkgo biloba can improve that much. Um, <laughs> Tiger Bomb. Do you know Tiger Bomb, the girl band? I feel like I do, uh, although it might just be because I think you've mentioned them to me before. Yeah, they're really good. Um, I listen to WSCA in Portsmouth, Yeah, and uh, they're really good. Wednesday night they have a show, Matt, you would like, I think. It's called um, Jason and the Kitchen Sink. J- uh, Jason Brown and the, and the Kitchen Sink. I call him, I talk to him, I text him, and he, he plays all these requests. <laughs> you know, oh. it's really good it's like power pop stuff you know yeah but a lot of it's like the donnas from from before or the breeders you know i like those uh female bands they're so good yeah yeah I just, but one uh, of the one of the uh, lead singers from tiger bomb is from the greater manchester area that's what i was mentioning that but but google them they're really good matt i know you like the heavy metal a lot but they're not heavy metal they're more uh power pop and and uh indie rock you know but they're really good yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just found their uh, Facebook page. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, I'll, check them out. You know, yeah. they're cutie pies. As a, there's something about like the Donnas, you know, or the Breeders. It's like um, they may not be that outwardly, objectively attractive in the in the pure aesthetic sense, but when they start singing, Matt, and playing those drums, you know, I'm a drummer. I love those percussion. Yes, they just look. Stunningly beautiful. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Okay. All right, Matt, great shows. I'm going to let you go. We'll disagree about certain things. Yes. I'm not a Biden fan. I'm putting that right out there. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, you know. I, I mean, but you that's get... a complex, yeah. that's a complex area. Except my heart breaks. And by the way, I have an inside information. There are more than 100 uh, stranded Americans in Afghanistan right now. That's, it's more. It's at least 300. I think a yeah. lot more. That's what, um, uh, th- th- that's what Scott Robinson was saying to one of my listeners. He, he said he, he talked to somebody there. He has a contact there. And he said the same yes. thing, that it's, it's more than, than what we're being told. Absolutely. They're lying to us again. Uh, you know, I know Trump has his uh, faults. He's kind of boorish and egotistical, but what politician isn't? But his policies were sound and logical, and they worked. Uh, we won't go into all that because we'll disagree <laughs> about some of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I take your point about the Republicans. Um, just a quick note. You know, I was a Democrat a long time ago when the Democrats meant something. Now they're just a bunch of bungling, lying socialists in my judgment. But um, And they're not competent at all. 
they, they take the money and run. But, you know, years ago, in 1971, in April 1971, I was in Washington, D.C. with a group from Holy Apostles College uh, with everybody else. John Kerry was there. I didn't see him yeah. before he became a knucklehead. He was there. And um, so uh, one of my heroes was uh, Senator Wayne Morse, who was then in his 80s, Matt. And I'll be quick on this. This this was an amazing event. So we're all lined up, you know, we're doing these demonstrations. Country Joe and the Fish was there, a lot of people. So anyway, uh, Wayne Morris, when he went to, uh, when he became a senator in Oregon, he was a Republican. Then he moved to Independent, and then he moved to a Democrat. Again, this is 1971, completely different party, different approach, uh, fundamentally. And um, And we lost a lot of good people. I won't go into all that. So I'm in line. We got these line, these queues, you know, and uh, they're going parallel to the streets in Washington as we begin the march. And I turn around, and who is right in back of me, smiling at me? Because he didn't know me, of course, but he could see that I, I was like kind of smiling at him. Was Senator Wayne Morris? He was like 84 years old. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so uh, that was a great <laughs> event. And yeah. um, uh, Chris, it took a while to get out of Vietnam, and you know the analogies with Afghanistan. I won't go into that. But um, my point is that um, I used to be a Democrat, then I was a Republican for a while, and now I'm an independent. Because I, I take your point about the Republicans. Yeah. They, they need to grow a backbone. They need to get rid of the Mitt Romneys, and, and they need to really stand for things consistently. And they don't always do that. Uh, but the left, Matt, watch out for the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say today. All right. But we can disagree. Freud wrote about that. The great, great uh, short story by Franz Kafka, Kafka one of my favorite uh, authors. We, we had to study him when I was in school. Anyway, it's another story. But uh, he wrote this short story called The Murder, which you could you should check that out. And Freud loved it because Freud and, and Franz Kafka would exchange letters. And uh, it, it conveyed what can happen with a with an overbearing father, I'm not that mad, come on, <laughs> no. and, a, and, a, and a vulnerable son, and what happens in, in the midst of the son's uh, engagement to a woman whom he loves. It's, huh. it's a powerful story. Huh. So we can disagree, but not be disagreeable. That's my point. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, Matt, good job. I love your show. It's very professional. It will stand with anyone right now. Thank you. You should get promotions, but that's one thing. You, I, you, you I build agree. your career one, one day at a time. That's right. So that's right. love you. Take care. My regards to your fans. Peace out for now. Your dad. All right, dad. <laughs> love you. Thank you for the call. You're very welcome. My pleasure and honor, man. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right. Well, uh, that was uh, the great uh, Martin Connerton, my father. And, uh, you know, I've always been a little bit jealous of his voice. I think I have a good radio voice, but my dad's voice is deeper. I think he has a great radio voice. Yes, he does. It's it's not a medium he chose to uh, to get into, but... uh, but I think he'd uh, I think he'd be very successful at it. Um, all right, we, we'll we'll sneak in a quick call here, but then we do have to wrap up. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Yeah, it's Tony D. Oh, wow, Tony D. How are you? Are you all right? I'm just. It, 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 seriously, because I know there's a lot of flooding in that part of the country, and I I. It's bad. It's bad. Are you okay? Like where you are? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we had we lost power for a little bit, but I just want to make this quick. I just want to apologize to you. For all the uh, the BS that went on in the previous, really, and uh, and uh, just uh, mend the fence and uh, be the bigger man, and just apologize to you, and uh, let you know I'm back to listening. 
Oh, Tony, uh, that's that's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I was never like just for the record, I was never mad at you anyway. To me, it, it, to me, it's all just fun and and. You, you know my right. you know my position on it, but that does mean a lot to me, dude. Because I don't, you know, I've I've always liked you tremendously and respected you, and I don't ever want there right. to be any real, like to me, it's it's all fun stuff. I don't want there to ever be any real like animosity between us ever, you know. Right. So right. thank, right. thank right. you. No, I agree. I appreciate I agree. that, and I'm glad you're so safe. So just before just before you wrap up, I just wanted to catch you. So enjoy your holiday weekend. Yes. Um, I'm, my son was born, so that, oh, that's con- cool. congratulations! Healthy, everything good there? Yes, yeah, nine pounds two ounces. You tell me. That's well, I don't. I I have no perception of what a baby should weigh because I don't that, have any that's, children. That's a but, big baby. Is it? <laughs> that's a big. That's a big baby. That's 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 uh, like that's like a linebacker for football coming out of a woman. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! Okay. Well, wow. so he already gained, he already gained seven ounces since he's been born, so um, he's gonna be a big kid. Oh, no kidding, no kidding. Congrats, wow. Tony D. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. Congratulations, Thanks, congratulations. So, all right, man. Well, enjoy your guys' weekend. And uh, and, the, and and one thing that I've learned to do, just just put it out there, I've learned to stop watching the news, and it works tremendously <laughs> on not knowing what's going on in the world. Yeah, and and uh, like literally, I just found out about the refugees that are coming over um, like four days ago because I haven't been on social media or watching the news or nothing like that. I've been doing yeah. other stuff to preoccupy myself. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I, li- I literally just found out like four days ago about all these people that are being flown over. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey, so. uh, call, call us next week. Maybe we can talk about it on the show. Sounds good. All right, man. Be good. Have all a good weekend. All right, Tony, you too, man. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wow, what a nice way. We are out of time. We got to go. Texas Mike, thank you. Thank you to everybody who yep. called, everybody in the chat. Thank you, Tony D. What a wonderful way to, to, to end the week. And uh, that was a total surprise. I had no idea that he was going to call and say that. And uh, very, very nice. And uh, welcome back to the, uh, the Matt Connerton Unleashed family, sir. And congratulations. And uh, we got to go. I will be back, though, tonight at 730 for Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C. And uh, the theme this week is night music. I look forward to that. I'll talk to you all a little bit later. Bye. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations.